Happy Halloween, everybody. This is Work in the Beat, October 30th, 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us. A lot going on here on a Wednesday night. We're going to put this out a little early because the kitty's tomorrow with uh, Halloween. And, um, you know, it's always good. You know you're going to be running around with the trick-or-treating. and uh, I don't yeah. run. I sit. Do you trick-or-treat? Trick-or-treat with whom? I don't know. I could see you going <laughs> trying to get free candy. <laughs> I got candy in my I, house. I'll be honest. I hated Halloween as a kid. Why? Um, I think it just got, and, and you know, I think it just got like too. In our neighborhood, it was a chore to do it. What do you mean a chore? Um, for the one going out to get the candy for the kid. Yeah, as a kid. Wow, you lived in a weird neighborhood. Well, it, let me put it this way: we had a lot of old people. Okay, and a lot of old people. Just shut their lights off usually That's in our neighborhood. Like, yeah, yeah. It just it just was overrated. It just and I never so had our good costumes. Our neighborhood and, was a good neighborhood for that. There was a lot of kids. Um, we yeah, had some people turn, but I always enjoyed getting dressed up so people couldn't guess who I was. There was one year I went out as a um a, a hillbilly. It's a hillbilly. I had the whole thing. I had. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't see me because I had a mask on. So, and, and how old ever, were you? Oh God, I'm 13, 12, 13, 14. Like it was towards the. I was getting a little bit older. I wasn't like a kid, and um, I went and went to all these houses. People knew me, like you know my, you know, and they, you know, they couldn't guess who I was. And I, it was so great, to, you know, for after like a minute to say, "Hey, it's Mike." Um, but I, I used to, I liked Halloween. I, you know, I, I. But back then, in my day, you know, you got the big candy bars. I don't yeah. know if that still existed in your day. Um, no, it was more the fun size at that point. Yeah, we, we got, you know. We I'll got, be honest. I, I went out and I got, the wife and I went this weekend to go, you know, shopping and everything. Do you know how much a bag of Halloween candy costs us? I got mine for like two fifty a bag. How many pieces? Well, the, the, it, it was over at, uh, like, Rite Aid. They had, th- or no, it was ShopRite. Three for eight bucks. I don't know. Whatever the size is. Like, okay, we got one of them, like, 200-piece bags. Yeah, well, it probably was, like, $15, $20. hours. Yeah, but you're getting 200 pieces. You're taking care of 200 kids. Yeah. We usually spend, my wife always gets all Are me. you a one, ca- uh, one candy nah, or I give, two? Nah, I, I, at some point, I give. My wife always gets on me because I, I spend 50 bucks, basically. And it usually gets me at five bar, at two fifty a bag or whatever it comes out to. It gets me a fair amount of candy, but I don't want to run out of candy. I, I don't want to be that person, even though there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. And my wife always said, this year I got a little bit less. I think I got like forty bucks worth of candy, but I got mine like three weeks ago. I was I was at shop right. They were having a sale. Um, I probably could have got a little bit cheaper now. But what's your what was what, your favorite candy to get? I'll be honest, double bubble. You like gum? I love the gum. Yeah, I was. I, I liked her. The, or the regular, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers is good, but that was down my the Hershey regular Hershey mm-hmm. was always. I loved Nestle's Crunch. Mm-hmm. Love Nestle's Crunch. Um, the peanut butter cups were always pretty good, and the and the, the Milky Way Three Musketeers. Yeah, those. I'm trying to think if there's anything else because back in my day they probably didn't have some. We probably got stuff that they don't give out now. Yeah, dots. Um. Yeah. Whatever stuff that we used to, I, I, God, I can't, 
Good and Plonies. I was a Good and Plony guy. Like Good. We we can all agree what the universal worst candy to get was. Apples. Wow. You should get apples. Candy corn. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't do with the candy corn. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, candy corn's awful. It is. And it's recycled, so it just keeps break coming back. It's almost like the uh, what was the thing Christmas the uh, fruitcake that everybody passes. You know, around. I've never had fruitcake. I've never had fruitcake either. So, yeah, I feel bad for the kids nowadays though too, and that's why sometimes I'll throw a couple in a bag or whatever because they are so small. Yeah, I mean it's like you know, like I like Starburst. Starburst are great. Well, they're yeah, not for diabetic, but yeah, I like my Starburst once in a while. I don't tell my doctor, and. I hope your doctor's. Now? I hope your doctor's listening. Well, he might be. I don't know. But now you get a two pack. That's what you get. You get yeah. two of them, which I okay. I'm I'm fine with that. But you know, come on. <laughs> Part of the charm of Starburst, by the way, was trying to get the wrapper off it, which was oh, like, oh, it's half the battle. It is half. And the if battle. you get an old pack that's been sitting around, to that can be. I remember where we live, and my son. So I guess he was at the start of when they were starting to give out the the smaller pieces. And he found a place over, over, um, you would know where it is, like over on um, Knights Road, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. And there's a neighborhood there where the houses are pretty nice. And he would go over there when he got older. And he'd come back and say, Dad, they get, they're going to have the big bars over I look, there. I look for a house over that way. Really? Mm-hmm. A little too too much? A lot too much. <laughs> yeah. I, I, You know, I've never been back in that neighborhood. Kind of, kind of thankful given everything that's going on in the last three years. <laughs> Yeah, but if if even if it hadn't gone on the last few years, you probably would be scuffling to. I, I can only imagine what the taxes are over there. I've, well, I've it's never still driven, in the city. I mean, but it's not. Uh, yeah, but I've never driven back there. Yeah, it's I, nice. Yeah, my wife says she goes. It's leafy. They're walking sometimes, and and I've seen some of the houses. You yeah, know, you're past some, but I, I mean, what are they like five now? Probably. Uh, they were th- three fifty actually. Uh, how many years ago? I'm in this house, what, five? five? Okay, so maybe, th- okay, high threes or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I guess the taxes are probably around. Nobody loves, 45. nobody loves hearing real estate talk more than our listeners. So I'm going to Hey, they're all, they're all going to be there someday, man. That's right. Because they're all going to move up here to the Northeast to Gar- be closer to us. and Garden spot of the world. I can think of a lot worse places. I agree. The, 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 <laughs> you know, I mean. Joining us on tonight's show will be Paul Domowich. Paul, the uh, longtime Eagles and NFL writer for the Daily News, now part of the coverage team for the Inquirer. We'll talk Eagles-Bears. We'll talk a quiet trade deadline for Howie Roseman. Uh, And actually, across the NFL, it wasn't just the Eagles who were quiet. So, you know, that kind of becomes a little bit of a mitigating factor. I, I kept thinking when I saw the rumors yesterday that the Cowboys were in it for Jamal Adams, thinking, boy, if Dallas gets Jamal Adams and how he gets nothing, what the reaction would have been. It was, it was kind of be. That's the problem. The rumors, they're not. Well, why do we get caught up in that? Because. Welcome to the Twitter society. No, that's your world, not my world. Because anybody can say something on Twitter and automatically it becomes semi-fact. Right. Well, I know there's got to be a basis for it. But there's. And we'll get into, we'll get we'll get into it with Damo, but there there's there was a little smoke there. I think that that something was going on. Well, obviously not. I mean, there might have been smoke. I don't know. Maybe the Eagles had smoke, and the smoke could have been the Jets asked for way too much, and that was it. So, but 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 so probably everybody in the NFL could be traded if the price was right. You know, if you wanted to give up, uh, you know, second round draft pick, you could have got Robbie Anderson. Right. What nobody ever factors into any of these things. I love this. 
is the, the, the salary cap ramifications. It's a league with a salary cap. It's not like the Phillies can go out to trade deadline and just spend John Middleton's money and get whomever. You know, if you bring a guy in, like, who did I hear this week? It's an Eagle fan. Somebody wanted Odell Beckham because, you know, obviously the Browns aren't playing. Okay, fine. I'll play along. What are you giving to get Odell Beckham? A first? It's going to be a first at Pro- least. Probably a first and a third, and you're going to have to maybe more. the contract. His contract has four more years on it mm-hmm. at, like, 15, 16, 17 million, whatever and he, it is. And he's paying the but, 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 but an Eagle fan called in, you know, to Mike Mizzanelli's show or, and wanted to make that and didn't understand why Mike didn't want to make that trade or wasn't his own board say. And that's the way the world is because the Eagles are 4-4. Four four. How can we get us to a Super Bowl? Well, I, I don't know. So that is the main thrust of the evening. Dama will join us right after this, and then we'll talk after that. We'll give our NFL and college football picks. From Why? Well, I did. I, I hit a teaser last week. In case you want to gamble, Amazing. it may be a good idea to go against whatever you know, we're saying at this went point. I on Twitter this week, and I, you could do whatever you want. I And he might have just been having fun. And, you know, they tweeted out, you know, the betters insiders at Mike Kern. And by the way, my golf guy finished second last week, the Tiger, after finishing third the week before that. And three weeks ago, I had a guy losing a playoff. But that's okay. Nobody tweets when you go 6-1. and one. So anyway, this one guy said, Oh, you know, a lot of good that'll do you reading Mike Kern's picks. Well, that's fine. Ha-ha, whatever. He's right. I mean, he's. I wasn't horrible last week. But but you know what? I agree with, like, what you said. And if you don't like my picks, go feel it. free to go the other way. I, and, and I hope you make money. You know, God bless you. But I hate people that do that. It's just like, you know, every pick I make is not going to be. And that's why when we have a good week, or I, have, I don't sit here going, hey, I was all over the Saints last week because because I know that next one is just right around the corner waiting to smack you down. Um, so yeah, it, it's all in fun. Yeah, do I try to get winners? Sure, you try to get. We all want to have winners, but you know we don't do this for a living. It's not, and even the guys who do it for a living don't get it right all the maybe more than fifty five. I was just going to say, if you're fifty five percent, you're ahead of the game. Exactly. But you know, and so and then after after the picks, we'll briefly touch on um, the Phillies. Joe Girardi wins the press conference, and uh, oh, so did Gabe, kind of. Yeah. So they made the right choice. I, I don't care how this turns out. They made the right choice for them. Yeah. I mean, they could have got Buck, I guess. Yeah, but and that might have been the was, right choice too. But this was the right choice. So. Right choice. All who right. Are, who the Mets going to get? Sounds like Eduardo Perez, but we'll talk you, about you. Good with that? I'm okay with whatever they do. Okay, I hope I hope they hire Gabe at this point. <laughs> um, and then he'll come back and finish ahead of the Phillies next year. And we're taping this right before Game Seven of the World Series, so we're not going to get into the actual results. I want to I want to get into how behind the times baseball is in a lot of different ways, and that'll be my final rant. So, but let's get it started. Paul Domowich. Long time. He started out covering the stars, correct? Uh, Bernard Fernandez was the original stars writer. He came in from Pittsburgh. Right. But I seem to remember Damo Damo. covering. But Damo, I think, covered baseball in Texas. He worked in, um, he covered the Rangers, I think. I'm pretty sure. So did Hagen. Or maybe I'm I'm getting, but I think they both came from down there. Let's ask Damo this when we get him on. Yeah. Because also. He's been doing the NFL for so long. Right. But I kind of forget. My birthday's coming up. I'm looking at getting a classic Philadelphia Stars jersey. 
Wait, is that easy? Are they still like? Do they still make? There's them? a shop that makes USFL jerseys. Oh, well, complete they, with the patches and. Can you get the championship one? When yes. You, okay. Best football team at Philadelphia's ever seen. Uh, might not go that far. Okay. It's Paul Domowich here on Work of the Beat. Joining us now, the longtime NFL beat writer and Eagles beat writer for the, uh, well, for the Inquirer now, formerly of the Daily News. Uh, I think they're still a Daily News. I know they're still a Daily News, but it's that combined staff thing. I don't know quite how they introduce it. So, Paul Domowicz, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? I'm good. Paul, Paul, we were talking before. Kevin and I were, you came from Texas, right? You, You covered the Rangers down there? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Wilkes-Barre, right. but uh, yeah, my first two jobs were in Texas, and I was covering the Texas Rangers uh, back when they were uh, really, really bad. And did you cover the Stars when you were here before the Eagles? Yeah, I, uh, we, for uh, for two years. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, we, we were mentioning that because somebody is selling Stars jerseys now. So, okay. yeah the the old the old like like crimson type that they have. <laughs> I bet they're going like hotcakes. Seventy-five bucks, wow. <laughs> secondary market. You got any laying around, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got, I got an eighty-four uh, stars media guide. Do you want? Uh, what do you think that goes for? Uh, now, now you kept that. I thought I was the uh, only person that kept stuff like that. Can I, all right. I, well, before we get into the Eagles, since you were with the USFL, did you happen to meet the president of the United States or the soon uh, the future president of the United States at any point? He was, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. When he was the, uh, when he was the New Jersey general's owner. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? He was a complete idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He was, uh, you know, you know, the, uh, I mean, I, I, I wrote this, uh, a while back, but, uh, you know, you remember how he made a big deal a couple of years ago, but, uh, NFL players standing for the national anthem. And, uh, you know, I recall a playoff game when the generals were playing the stars, they had to play it at Franklin field because the vet was uh, being used by the Phillies. And he was just, uh, beside himself because he thought they should have, you know, when the game couldn't be played in a, you know, in a, at the vet that they should have moved it up to the Meadowlands, which was where they played. And, uh, so this, he's complaining to, to Carl Peterson, before the uh, before the game, while they're playing the national anthem, he's standing there just throwing a, a fit, completely ignoring the game, uh, com- completely ignoring the national anthem. You know, only to, you know, three years later or whatever, the, the man is you know makes a big uh, deal about uh, you know about people that don't that, that are disrespecting uh, the flag and the national anthem. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. Hey Paul, did you ever see the thirty for thirty that ESPN did on the? Demise of that league that basically um, laid it all blamed on Trump. Paul, uh, you guys are fake now. Oh, okay. Um, did you ever see the thirty for thirty that ESPN did that basically lambasted Trump for 
blowing the league up? I did. Yeah. I did. In fact, the guy, you know, the guy that uh, uh, did that 30 for 30 showed me the, uh, uh, like, after, after he uh, did that, he, he got a, a note from, uh, back from uh, Trump with, with the Trump took a magic marker and put on it, you're a loser. <laughs> I, I, I think that was mike tolan who was the filmmaker correct exactly yeah um <laughs> mike's a big philadelphia fan we should also point out um yeah uh let's get to the eagles here damo and, and all right did they turn a corner in buffalo or were the bills exposed or both the bills were mostly exposed the i mean it was a game the eagles really really had to win but they were a better football team and should have won it. Uh, and they did, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the bills weren't nearly as good as, as their five and one record indicated. So, um, you know, they, I wouldn't say that the Eagles saved their season, but it was a really important win because, you know, if you assume they're going to win this week, they go into those two games after the bye against Seattle and new England, not needing to win them and still be, uh, very much alive in the playoff uh, race, or at least the division race. So, Tomo, you're, I, and I've thought this all along, they can still get to 10 wins. In fact, God forbid, they can get to 11 wins as long as they don't lose the one the teams are not supposed to lose to, which in the NFL is always problematic. But I think the whole season is going to come down to the Dallas game because Dallas is going to lose a couple because they've got some tough yeah. games coming up too. But the, the, people are going to make it sound like if they don't beat Seattle or if, you know, they – whatever, but they're still going to be in this thing probably in December, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's going to come down to the Dallas game. I mean, that's that probably is going to decide the division. What do you make of Howie not making a move at the deadline? I get it was a quiet deadline across across the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people try to read into it of maybe, he, maybe he's trying to make sure he has enough draft picks because he knows he has to start rebuilding. Maybe, you know, but... Maybe he doesn't have a lot of faith that this team could do something. Uh, did you? And of course, the fact that he didn't talk afterwards, I thought was weird too. Um, what did you make of, of the non movement that this team made uh, this week? Well, they did. You know, they did the uh, one defensive end trade, right trade for the yeah. And I think you know, I, I think that kid's going to be. I think that's more significant than people give it. Uh, you know, give give it uh, uh, credence right now. I mean, he uh, he's he's an, he's playing in the right scheme to uh, to, to kind of maximize his talents. Uh, you know, he, when you're in short, when you're a defensive lineman in Schwartz's defense, all you're doing is attack, and you're just going after the quarterback. It's not very complicated, and that's what this kid does best. So I think he could help him a little bit. You know, I. I thought they would end up with a defensive tackle uh, to give Cox some help inside, but they do have, you know, Jernigan practice today. There's a possibility he could be back this week. So I think they looked at that and decided, you know, there's that fine line you're walking here uh, at the trade deadline where, you know, you want to improve your team and they have over the last couple of years, but you don't want to, you know, they stayed away from the Rams. He's uh, uh, trade, because I mean the price was just too high. You know you don't want to bankrupt yourselves as far as more as far as trade uh, picks, uh, draft picks are concerned, uh, at the expense of of this year. Uh, 
Uh, I, you know, the guy I thought they might go after was Leonard Williams, the Jets defensive uh, mm-hmm. lineman uh, who ended up getting traded to the to the Giants for, I believe, a third round pick, which wasn't that expensive. Uh, I think they were interested. My guess is they only wanted to go, for, you know, as high as a fourth, maybe a fifth. Um, you know, I see where Howie's coming from. Uh, they've got their corners getting healthy again, so I think they're okay there. I didn't expect them to try and add a corner, uh, but I thought they might go and and get another defensive lineman. They didn't. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I mean, Fletcher Cox is playing better now. It seems, you know, with every week, I think we see him, uh, you know, that foot getting better and, and he's becoming mm-hmm. more of a difference maker. You know, if Jernigan can help them inside, then, then they're fine. If Jernigan gets hurt again, um, or if Derek Barnett doesn't start to pick it up a little bit, um, you know, then they're in trouble because their pass rush is everything. Well, and, and on the flip side, if we go to the offense, were you surprised they were not able to land a, another wide receiver? Because they're putting a lot of eggs in the Deshaun Jackson's going to be fine basket, and we don't know if that's going to be true. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I didn't think they would do anything. I think, you know, they're going to have to rebuild their wide receiver core completely, but I think they're going to wait till next year to start doing that with the draft and free agency. Uh, I think they feel that even, you know, even if you look at a worst case scenario and Deshaun um, gets hurt again, or is never quite the player he was in week one, that, that, you know, they're still, they've still basically become a run oriented tight end centric uh, football team right now. And I think they think they can win that way if their defense plays better. So, uh, you know, and doesn't give up lead, you know, doesn't put them in a hole early. So it didn't surprise me that they didn't give a wide receiver, go get a wide receiver. I mean, the the kid from Temple was the one mentioned most, but, you know, I mean, the kid, he's, he's, he's a decent player, but you you know, you're not going to break the bank for him. And, and even the one other name that was mentioned was AJ green, but the one, there's no guarantee the Bengals put him even up on the market and two, he's injured. So, yeah, and, you know, and that's just, you know, you don't want to be once you start giving up multiple draft picks for guys, unless it's a quarterback, uh, boy, you, he better be around for a long time and you better be pretty sure you're going to get a lot of production from him. Paul, should, should we read anything into the fact that the last two or three weeks, it seems like Ertz hasn't been as big a part of the offense. And I know that a couple of years ago, people got him because he was too much of the offense, but yeah. it just seems, you know, to me. He's a guy that's proven that, you know, you got to go to him a little bit more than they have, or is that just the way the games have gone? Well, it's, you know, last week's game was, was kind of, it's, you can't, you can't make a lot of, you can't make a lot of conclusions out of last week because of the fact that they were playing in basically a, a hurricane. Uh, but he hasn't been as productive for, you know, largely I think without Deshaun teams have been able to focus on him. Uh, it's, it's kind of shrunk the field in that, you know, the middle of the field is, is not as uh, spacious as, as, you know, the plan was when they got to Sean, they figured at, at the very least, if Deshaun didn't catch a lot of balls, he was going to open things up underneath for uh, people like Zach and, uh, Dallas Goddard. And, you know, that without him, we haven't seen that. I mean, Ertz has been double teamed a lot. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I don't think you're going to be able to shut him down all year. He certainly, you know, I mean, he and he and uh, 
Carson have a, you know, it's probably his closest friend on the team. So it's not like he's not throwing to him intentionally. Um, I think a lot of it is circumstantial. And I, I think eventually things will even out here. And there, there have been a couple drops in there, too, by Ertz, we should point out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy that concerns me more than Ertz, although he, last week he started to play really well, and, and he and and Carson kind of got started to get back on the same page, is, is Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, just doesn't look very fast this year. I mean, he's never been a speed demon, but I think that, you know, he hurt his calf early on, and I'm not you know, he's a guy that never will tell you he's hurt. Played that one, you know, played the entire Super Bowl season with a torn rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's kind of happening this year uh, with his calf. I, he's just not the same player he was uh, last year. Uh, so, you know, I don't, you know, but, but again, last, last week he, he, he and Carson uh, did some good things together. So this is, this is why I love Philadelphia, Paul, because two weeks ago, rightly or wrongly, the coach runs the ball in the third and four against Dallas, and they don't make it. Okay, I don't know if it was a good call, bad call, bad execution, whatever. Last week, he runs the ball over the place, and everybody's like, they were mad at him for running the ball two weeks ago. Loved him for running the ball. What do you see, like, how do you find that happy medium? Because at some point, it is a passing league. At some point, Carson's going to have to go off a little bit more than he's going off. How do they find that kind of balance? Yeah, I mean, you know, after the game on Sunday, Carson was about you know this is this is our recipe <laughs> 41 runs <laughs> 20 24 passes yeah that that's that's a recipe for for beating buffalo maybe on a windy day but, that's a recipe uh, for nine and seven really i mean yeah it's, i mean you know they're paying carson wins 120 whatever million dollars uh for a reason and and you know that's for him to i mean that you want a balanced offense but that you don't want 40 carries. You don't want Jordan Howard just pounding the ball and pounding the ball because there's going to be weeks. And I think this is going to be one of them this week where, you know, the defense is not going to allow that. I mean, in the playoffs last year, they didn't have Howard and Miles Sanders, but I think the Eagles averaged 1.8 yards uh, per attempt last January against the Bears. So uh, this is a tough team to run on. So, I mean, Carson Wentz has got to throw the ball, uh, and I think he will, you know, his, his, you know, he is not having a great season. His uh, completion percentage is way down. His yards per attempt is way down. And Jackson's part of that, you know, been not having him, but they didn't have Deshaun Jackson last year. And, you know, he, he had good number. He had much better numbers and he didn't have Deshaun Jackson in 2017 when they went to the Super Bowl and won it. So, you know, you can't put everything on that. They just need to, I think, you know, part of their problem has been, you know, the defense just digging a hole early and them having to climb out of it. And, de- and, 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 you know, when a team's up on you 14, nothing, they can play you a little differently and you have to play a little differently. So, um, but yeah, Carson's got to throw the ball more and, and, and he will, he's going to be, a. I mean, he's the guy, he's the straw that stirs the drink as Reggie Jackson said, uh, hundred years ago. No, Howard Eskin said that. <laughs> but Paul, uh, don't get me, don't get me started. <laughs> so we've hit an Eskin and Trump tonight. It's like the triple crown coming up. Uh, Paul, when, when, 
how much does Orlando Scandrick's comments last week, did that have any impact as far? Look, we, we heard the impact, I guess, with, you know, we, we heard the, 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 you know, the third rail of curse words from, uh, from Malcolm Jenkins, but did that really, did that play anything into uh, maybe kind of quelching some of the, uh, some of the fires that seemed like they were going on around there? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, they're, they're big boys. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't think it had, it certainly didn't have any impact on the game on Sunday. Uh, they, you know, uh, it, 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 it made them mad. Um, it's going to make for, uh, probably a really nice part of, uh, the all or nothing segment, uh, <laughs> when next spring, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it was, you know, it's just, it made it a great audition lower. reel. It made a great audition reel for Orlando if he wants to go on the Fox Sports One's uh, daytime line. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, he he, uh, he made about as much sense as uh, Skip. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I transcribed that after what listening to it, and I'm you could could you know you had to you had to keep rereading it to figure out what he was trying to say. Yeah. But no, no, I don't, I don't. I, I, it was just a. You know, I mean, they got mad about it, uh, but I don't think it was talked about much in, in you know, in the locker room. Paul, given where this team is and, and you know, the injuries that maybe they have to overcome or whatever, can you see this team, if they do wind up winning the division and getting in the playoffs, can they do anything in January? Can they be that good or is that asking a little bit too much from what we've seen of this group? Well, I mean, I think they're, you know, I mean, they can be a lot better, but, you know, they've already dug themselves enough of a hole that we're probably looking at a team that's going to have to go on the road in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, assuming they make the playoffs. And that means to New Orleans, that means to San Francisco. And right now I don't, I don't see them beating either one of those teams on the road. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the team coming in here on um, on Sunday. In the they Bear. stink. Yeah. Matt Nagy has gone from – yeah, you know, the next genius. <laughs> He's never recovered from the triple doink or the five well, well, doinks. And then, then he, on Sunday, he had one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen with deciding to settle for a 40-yard field goal in that building. What do you, I mean, I know you were busy with your game, but are you surprised by how bad the Bears have turned out to be? Yeah, I have. You know, it's funny, though. There, there are a lot of people that thought they were, you know, if you had to pick a team that was, was you know, that was good last year and was going to fall, you know, there were some smart people that picked them. I wasn't one of them, but, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, their offense is just horrible. I mean, they can't run the ball. They can't throw it. I mean, Mitch, you know, I've never been a big fan of Trubisky, uh, but I thought, you know, I, I thought their offense would be better than this. They do have a good defense though. I mean, this is going to be another one of those low scoring games, just like last January when they played them in one sixteen to 15, hopefully, uh, whoever wins it, but it doesn't come down to a field goal. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I didn't expect them to be play this poorly. They, they invested a lot to get Trubisky too. Yeah. Um, instead of Mahomes, instead of Mahomes, instead of Watson, uh, Watson, I can yeah. live with not Mahomes. Hey, remember no, but I'm saying that... Watson didn't go till later. I mean, Mahomes well, I mean, went three uh, picks later. Right. Uh, go ahead, Paul. You were saying, Oh, you remember they, they, they traded up they, to number they, two to move to move one spot. They gave away, <laughs> I believe, a first round pick. I mean, you know, because they, they just wanted to make sure they would get him. So 
is it too soon to th- if you're the Bears to start thinking about other options here? Uh, or do you chalk it up as I know he had a shoulder injury and whatever? Some people thought that maybe they should have tried to get Andy Dalton if they knew Andy Dalton was right. going to be available. I mean, is it just one of those things that you just chalk it up? Maybe bad year. Hope you hope you can reclaim him next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I doubt they've decided to throw in the towel on the kid, uh, but I just don't know if he's you know ever going to be a uh, in the class of people that you know that that, that you mentioned. Uh, I mean, it just. I don't know what's missing there. I mean, he came out of Carolina, did not have a lot of, didn't start a lot of games there, but neither did Carson Wentz at North Dakota State. Right. Uh, and he stepped in as a rookie and, and played pretty well. So I don't know. I, I just I just don't think this kid's ever going to be a franchise quarterback. They win this week, I'm assuming. I mean, it would be a bad loss if they lost, right? Uh, it would be probably a, the worst one you could possibly imagine i mean it would have been worse than losing to buffalo last week worse than worse than detroit yeah i mean i think detroit's a decent team chicago obviously uh, at this point we can all uh, agree is not a very good team and it, to lose you know they've lost three in a row and if the eagles lose to them at home at, you know all they've been saying the last couple of days is how good it is to be in front of their own their their own fans again after this yeah. this long three-game road trip and, uh, you know, how they they can't wait to play in front of them. Well, and the last thing they can afford to do is go out there and lay an egg. And, and, and you know, they probably wouldn't hear any boos early on. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the over-under on Carson's throws now? There's, well, I know it's not going to be 24, right? I mean, but what, what, would you, what would you set the over-under at, Carson's throws? I would, I would say 28 would probably be the over-under. I think I'd take the over. Uh, yeah. I would uh, take the over as well. I think that I think he's going to have to throw the ball this week because uh, I don't think. I mean, this isn't going to be a lopsided game because Chicago is not going to give up a lot of points. Right. Uh, so I mean, and they're going to they're going to have to throw the ball. And of course, if the Eagles do win, you get two weeks of hype before Eagles Patriots in two weeks, where the Patriots probably are coming in here undefeated. So, ought to be fun. <laughs> you, you take it. You take care of that media guide from 1980. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, did you get anybody well, to sign it? If it's, worth, if it's worth like, you know, $5,000 or something, give me a call back, okay? I, I've got stuff like that laying around my house, and every time I look, well, I shouldn't say every time. It's like worth five fifty. you know, $5.50. And, you know, I, and I'll say, okay, and then I just throw it out. So it's, you know. Paul, Paul, appreciate you joining us. Uh, enjoy, uh, in, well, I know you're busy the rest of the week, and uh, enjoy the bye week next week a little bit, so. I sure will. I'm going down to LBI and spend a few days with the uh, relaxing. Good that, for you. That that's good for you. That's a that's a great way to spend it. Paul, thanks a lot. Be good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Take yeah. care. Paul Domowitz joining us here on uh, from we're the gonna Dale, be from the Daily, from the Daily News. News and the Inquirer. Midweek, it's a. We're in that. We're actually going to be able to pick Thursday night games, Mike, if we want to, as opposed to what we normally do. What is the Thursday night game this week? San Fran and uh, Arizona. Mm. 
Yeah, I didn't say you had to. Mm. You also have the college games. Yeah, so. it was like it's like App State and Georgia State or something. I, don't laugh at App State. I'm not laughing at anybody. I just don't know much about those teams. That doesn't stop me in other leagues from doing that, but that's okay. You ready? Yeah. Just point me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party if they're betting in the back. I've been working all my life. Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been late. I want to ease it. Easy. Easy. All right, Mike. Um, I went one and three in the NFL last week. I, you're welcome, by the way, Philadelphia. Are you talking I, with the NFL? Well, no, I'm just oh, okay. um, recap. I hit a teaser last week. Not, maybe not here, though. Might have been on betters. I went one and two in college football. My reverse whammy worked because I put the Bills over the Eagles, and my reverse whammy didn't work because Notre Dame is still getting poured on. Eh, um, yeah, it happens. It happens. If you know, people, if you're going to see to me, it's not, I don't put stock in lose by five as opposed to lose by 40. I know it's a worse look, but like, you know, when they lost at Georgia, they lost at Georgia. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Hey, here's one thing. I should just point this out real quick. When you make bets or when you give out bets. Like last week, I took Nebraska in mm-hmm. Henson. Yeah. Their quarterback didn't play sure. for the second straight week. And he was supposed to play because I, I read something. So not that that excuses the loss. It have it, it is what it is. And I've just realized I played Northwestern. And this is my fault. Like a couple times, their quarterback hasn't played in like two months. He might be back this week, right? Um, I got to do a better job because, you know, I try to read up as much as I can. But man, that just burns me when I when I, I yeah. You got to be better than that. Yeah, make a bad bet. That's one thing. But then when you make a bad bet because something did not, eh, whatever. You ready? I'm always ready. You go first this time. Okay. Uh, and again, this is a quick perusal of the card. Betters insiders will have more losers over the weekend. <laughs> one of these weeks, I'll go, you know, I'll do another six and one like I did a couple weeks ago. And then everybody, Ooh. I am going to start with the UCLA's giving six and a half to the Colorado's. Chip Kelly in the last month, his team has played really well. They were beating Arizona State last week by like 40. relatively well. I mean, compared, compared to where to what they, they were. were. Yeah. Um, they were beating Arizona State. There's signs of progress. They were beating Arizona State, which is not a bad team. No. By 35, I think it was, because Arizona State scored the last 22 to lose by 10. The 32 mm-hmm. they were winning by. Their quarterback got dinged, but I was reading something today again, that he should be able to. Colorado's not that good. No, they're not. And I'm guessing that Chip Kelly's a front-runner kind of guy. That if his team is actually playing better, they see this as a game they can win. I don't know who they got left. Obviously, they got USC left. Um, they might have another tough game or two down the road. But I see this as – I don't think Colorado's much. They're on the road. You only got to win by a touchdown, which with UCLA two months ago, would you know, you might have sniveled. I'm going to take the Bruins. And, okay. you know, now if the quarterback don't play, I guess whatever. But I, I just think when Chip Kelly kind of gets in that, you know – and yeah, and you know if he's up by, you know, ten, he's going to want to make it twenty. Sometimes that backfires on him. But so I'll take Bruins. All right, my first college pick. I'm going with the. Um, I'm going back to the Pac-12. 
Well, it's one of two games. Yeah, and, and I'm going back to Washington. And they're three-and-a-half-point home dogs against Utah. I get it. Utah is good and everything. I just think Chris Peterson's team is better than people think. They lost a heartbreaker a couple weeks ago. He doesn't lose ago. twice in a row very often. Especially because I got burned on that earlier this year when they played somebody. Right. They played well against Oregon, got beat at the gun pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I'll take I'll take Washington and get the three this and a half. This is a revenge Oregon. game. This is a revenge no, game. No, for Utah. Yeah. Washington beat them last, last year. year. There. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a – look, I don't know. It, it seems like it's a pretty good game out there. The other big game out there seems like it could be okay too. Um, okay. I, I got a couple weird ones. Like I said, I, it's it's they might not make a – I'm going back with Nebraska. The quarter, they almost have to win this game to get to a bowl game. And I think if Scott Frost doesn't get to a bowl game this year, that's going to be a, a real downer for them. They're well, giving three at Purdue. Purdue stinks. Mm-hmm. Purdue's not very good. I'm hoping that Nebraska's quarterback plays. They didn't play bad against Indiana last week. They lost a close game. Indiana's not a bad team. So I'm going to take the, the Huskers laying three at Purdue. I will... Go to the American. Biggest game maybe the Americans have because it's getting a... Careful now. Down. Careful now. It's the American. <laughs> it's getting a national TV 730 ABC spotlight, which tells you two things. One, it's not a great week. Yeah. Two, SMU and Memphis are both really intriguing. It's, it's, SMU a, it's and, a decent game. It's a decent game. Memphis is a six-point home favorite over SMU. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I, I saw SMU a couple weeks ago when they played Temple. I like what Sonny Dykes is doing. They may lose. They had a week off. Yeah. I think. They may lose. You're going to take the points? I'm going to take the points, though. You know what might be to play in that game? Over. And I don't even know what the over-under is. Those teams will score points. Can you think of a bigger game for the American, though? Well, I mean, Memphis has already lost once. But, I mean, as far as exposure. Uh, well, no. Hey, look, anytime a league like that gets. Hey, speaking of that, real quick. Did you see where Minnesota turned down the opportunity to be that game next week? ABC Against Penn State. Apparently, the ABC approached them. Right. Two eight-no teams. Like, and Minnesota said no. So, Mizzanelli was going nuts on the radio. She said, see, that tells me that they, they're afraid of the moment. They're afraid of whatever. But why would you turn down? You're Minnesota. Why you, would you tell you think you have a you better chance of winning at noon? Because you don't you don't think that maybe it's not going to be comfortable for your fans to go into like twenty degree weather. But, at you, night? but, but you're still talking. Who cares? You're talking about national. Isn't there ordinary- how many times is Minnesota on ABC at eight o'clock on a Saturday? Answer me a question: Is there ordinance things there too? Because that that park, I can't is- believe that's the reason. I, I, I'm just I'm just you. telling you because I remember when the Vikings Minnesota, went there, there was different. But Minnesota didn't give a reason, and I got bless them. I don't care, whatever they want to play the game at, at eleven o'clock Minnesota time. Hey, whatever, I'm okay. But man, why would you? Could you somebody see somebody come into Temple and say, "Hey, Temple, we, we, we want to play you"? They, they they would say yes before the sentence was finished. Yeah, uh, whatever. I just thought it was interesting. All right, okay. I've got two I, more. I got two more. I'm going to give them both, and this one behooves me, but Bowling Green is not that they, they've played a little better. They had a big upset win a few weeks ago over Toledo when I had Toledo. They're laying six to Akron. Akron might be one of the worst teams with UMass and 
try and think of a couple, or Bowling Green would probably be in that conversation too. I'm going to take the Bowling Green's lane six to the Akron's and just hope that Akron just doesn't give a crap anymore. And this other one, I'm going to take, and Army's been a big disappointment this year. Just, I had them, I think, winning 10 games. Lost again last week, right? But, and, but they're, but they're, and I don't know why. They're just, but I'm going to take Army at Air Force over 45. Because I think, even though both teams run the ball, which tends to, you know, slow the game down a little bit, you're not going to, you know, I think 45 is not a big number. You know, that's like mid 20s. Right. You got to get to. And I think both those teams, they're not great on defense. No, Air Force is like a 17 point favorite. I didn't really want to touch that. So. That's, that's me. All right. For me, I'm going to go two games. One, Both are favorites. Uh, I'll take Baylor. I feel like Matt Rules are really good. And they're playing their way into the Big 12 title game, looks like. Perhaps. They are at home. 17 and a half point favorites over West Virginia. And West Virginia is not that good. No, they're not. This just feels like Baylor's one. Who's Baylor got next week? I'm just curious. I don't remember. Because I know they have Texas and Oklahoma both left. Yeah. So one. one but they weeks. could beat one. They could beat Texas. I'm not sure they could beat Oklahoma. I mean, if you get them in the right spot, I'm, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know where they get Oklahoma. I think that, I don't know. I should know this stuff. But yeah, but even if Matt Rule goes like nine and three or something like that, 10 and two. Yeah, all those all those people once again. Why would Matt Rule leave Temple to because go? Because he got to a big Baylor. paycheck. Yeah, he has an opportunity to, to go. What's yeah. he going to do with Baylor? They, you know, Baylor's coming 12. off. They're going on probation. I said three years before that they had a Heisman Trophy winner and they went twelve and one. And you're telling me you can't win a Baylor? R- please, Matt Rule will be coaching okay. either in the NFL, which I think is what he really wants to do, and he'll get some looks if they if the Jets ever get rid of Gaze again. Mm-hmm. Get, 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 again, if they get rid of Gaze, I know they were kind of looking at Matt a little bit. Matt, Matt's doing a tremendous All right. job. All right, let, let me float the the obvious one. We were talking about this before the show. <clears throat> Would Matt Rule fit at Notre Dame? I, me personally, having known Matt, I think yes. I, I, I don't think it would be, but he's again. And we're basing this off Paul Feinbaum, who said that Notre Dame should fire Brian Kelly yeah. and, and buy out. And I get the Urban Meyer thing. Urban Meyer. I, I get, Matt is still a relative unknown, and that's okay. I saw enough of Matt. What he handled it the, the week of that Notre Dame game, oh, nobody would have handled everything. that more better than Matt. I think actually, you know, now that you brought, I think Matt, if they do get rid of Kelly at some point. Which they probably will in the next, whatever. I don't know how long Kelly's got left on his contract. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be like Urban Meyer. I would certainly at least take a look at Matt. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting... Um, it's just a thought. It's All right. interesting. Uh, my final pick. I've been a big non-believer in Florida all year. And, of course, the uh, world's largest cocktail party, even though they don't call it that anymore, is this weekend in Jacksonville. What do they call it? The Florida-Georgia rivalry game. Okay. It's like the Red River ride. We can't call it the the uh, Red River Shootout. Shootout, right? Okay, I get, I get it. Yeah. Georgia's still. All right, I'm going to base this off of Mr. Kern's opinion. Does Florida still have a shot to win the national title to get in the playoff. Rather, uh, they have two losses. Yeah, I think they do. No, two losses, you don't. Dude, who's their two losses to? Well, I lost to LSU. 
right? No, nah, they 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 have they have only one. Okay, so if they win the East and win the SEC title, if you're the SEC champion with one loss, what's you more have a realistic, Florida or Georgia? Well, you're saying Georgia because what I'm saying, you asked me a question. Right. If Florida wins this game, gets to the title game, wins the title game by beating LSU or Alabama, they would be in the playoffs. Right. Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Yeah. One lo- one loss SEC champion is in the playoff. I think Georgia, this is a week for redemption well, for Georgia. They've also, they've also had pretty good luck against Florida in recent years. Now, Florida may be under Dan Mullen better than they've been over the last how many years would you say? Probably since Urban left. Yeah. Um, but I still will take Georgia. I'll lay the six and a half. And, I think uh, that's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be laying six and a half in a low score, but. Could be 20 I, to seven. I do think Georgia's going to win the game just because I think they're the better team. Um, And that might be one of those deals. Not that there's any, but if you were looking to tease something, you tease Georgia down to a win. Maybe, maybe you put it with an NFL game or something. Right. right. But, I mean, to me, could, see, I think Florida could win the game. Like, it wouldn't, if you told me on Saturday night, you know, Florida won 20 to 17, right. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my God, how that happened. So, but I, All right. I do think Georgia's the best. So, team. Georgia, Baylor, Washington, what, Georgia minus six and a half, Baylor laying 17 and a half, Washington plus three and a half, and SMU six uh, point. Favorites. Oh, I'm sorry, underdogs. underdogs. SMU and Washington underdogs. Baylor, Georgia. I, I screwed that up, but just just take my word on it. So close enough. Um, you ready to pick the NFL? Sure, you go first. Oh, I get to go first on this. I like it when you go first. <laughs> Again, I, I can this, make this my... is a really weird card this week. Right. There's some bad teams in this league, brother, and some of them are playing each other this week. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that factors in anything, but. I'm Go gonna ahead. I'm gonna start over the pond. I'm gonna take the Jaguars. I'll lay the uh, I'll take the one and a half as well because I think the Jaguars obviously win outright. Um, they've been good over there. They've been really good over there. Deshaun Watson. Uh, they know all the preparation stuff. Houston. Deshaun Watson obviously is dealing with some sort of an eye issue. He got kicked in the eye. Yeah, uh, he was supposed to do stuff at the World Series on Wednesday night. He decided not to. Just a lot of questions now. Also, the Texans without J.J. Watt for the rest of the year. You know, Jacksonville's one of those teams that they're ugly. Nobody really wants to watch them. They're going to hang around, and they're going to make life interesting. And Minshew is a decent enough quarterback to make life interesting. Take the Jags, get the one and a half. Yeah, I would not disagree. In fact, when I first looked at that, I was thinking of the Texans, but then... I forgot that Jacksonville never loses in London, and and it, you know you except gotta, last year. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, you're Jacksonville. You went out and gave Nick Foles a lot of money. <laughs> now you're gonna. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, Nick Nick Foles. You don't need Nick Foles now. Like, what do you do? And you when can't Nick trade Foles, him. You can't trade him because the cap that's number. What, that's what I'm trying to say. So, like, <laughs> like. And I, I don't mean to, like, kick the Jags because they did what they thought they had to do, but it's just amazing that you give Nick Foles all this money. God bless Nick Foles. And now Nick Foles is, like, in purgatory because, <laughs> you know, you might not need him. You don't know what to do with him. He's probably signed for, like, what, four years or yep. whatever. It's just amazing how this stuff what's shuffled. Your, what's your first NFL pick? Okay. I, I God. 
<laughs> it, no, it's it's really it's it's bad. It, it's just bad. These are some bad cards. I think I've got like four or five things written down here. I think I'm going to take Oakland minus two. I actually have that against too. the Lions. The Gruden's haven't been bad. You know, they, it's their first home game since week two. Yeah, yeah that's true too. But I, I don't know how much it's going to be interesting to see how the fans in Oakland actually react to all this stuff. I'm, I'm assuming the fans in Oakland will be pretty cool about it. Well, they'll root for him until the bitter end and. You know, oh. wish him a bon voyage. To- I actually think there's some that are planning on going to Vegas. Yeah, but it won't be the same. Oh, it's not going to be the no, same. No, I'm sure they're going to get it. They'll get 5,000 people yeah. every week. They'll go the, the, the toilets are not going to be overflowing in Vegas like they do at the Coliseum. Yeah, I think Detroit's good, I, but I'm not. And didn't they just make some controversial trade? They traded somebody, and they, the guy wondered why they traded him or something. But I'm going to try the Oaklands because I think they could. It's only two, which basically means they have to win. All right, so I'm taking Oakland as well, so they're doomed. Um, Probably. Yeah, that's not good for them. My last formal NFL pick, I'll take the Colts, lay the one and a half over the Steelers. Boy, I, I tried watching the Steelers on Monday night, and I tried giving them a shot, and yeah, I know it was the Dolphins. Mason Rudolph stinks. See, I agree with you, but the Colts have got me coming and going this year. It seems like a sucker play. How can you not play Indianapolis in that game? Really? I mean, what would be the – and that's why sometimes in the NFL, when I say that, the other team – I mean, the bookmakers must know something. They're not stupid. This line looks like it should be a field goal. I don't know. Indy yeah. laying a field goal on the road. Um, and I know Indy barely won at home last week, you know, against a t- against Denver. Or was it Denver? I think it was Denver. Denver stinks. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I couldn't bet the Pittsburgh side of it. But I can see where – the NFL has three games like this every week where you sit there and go, how'd that team win? And this just strikes me that it could be one of them. All right. For whatever that's worth. All right. You get the next pick. I've got like five. Go ahead. Um, I got one more too, so. Okay. Which is the Eagles, but go ahead. I, I, okay. Well, they're part of like... Okay, I'll ask you. Who, who Out of these games, like who do, who do you like? The Chiefs getting two and a half at home against Mini. The Jets giving three at Miami. The Carolinians given three and a half to Tennessee. If you were going to pick one, I also had Buffalo. Give, give the lines again. Chiefs getting two and a half at home against Mini. I'm assuming Mahomes is going to play. I, I didn't see a line on that one, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I did, that's what they had today. Right. Jets minus three at the Doffs. I'll be honest. And the Carolinians coming off getting pounded. I'll be honest. I think the Dolphins win this week. Okay. So then you don't. Okay. Uh, me, if you're the Jets. If you're the Jets, I listen to enough New York radio to get this. If you lose this game, Mike Francesa was saying that if they lose this game and they play the Giants next week, if they lose those two games, he thinks Adam Gaze could get wackadoodle, which I don't know. I I just don't see the Chiefs losing again. I mean, I know they could. I I, I would agree with that. So I I guess losing again at home, right? Yes. And the Carolinians are, just got clobbered. And they're playing the Tennessees, who now aren't playing Mariota. But, yeah, I, 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 could t- I, I guess I would take the Chiefs, getting the two and a half, because I just haven't that much respect for Andy. Um, and I'm not sure that Minnesota, Minnesota's due to lose a game. They're 6-2. and two. They, they, need, they need to lose a game. So, And I got a teaser. Go ahead. Take the Birds. So you get them down to a win. Take Seattle. You get Seattle. I forget who Seattle's playing. Um, you call that up real quick. You get Seattle down to a win. Seattle's a, a six-point favorite 
at home. Uh, and I, and I, I it can't be somebody real good. Um, but anyway, that would be my two team teaser. And if you want to throw George, I won't throw George in. I would play that two team teaser. I'll tell you another game that, that. What do you think of Baltimore at or New England? Uh, I think Baltimore keeps it close. See, I was thinking of teasing them up to 12 and a half, but it's New England. Yeah. I just feel bad about it. Yeah, so the Birds in Seattle. The, both teams are laying like five and a half or six. Birds are playing the Bears, obviously. And I, I, for the life of me, who the hell is Seattle playing? Jesus, I should I should, I should have I didn't write that down. And we might as well just say it. Um, I think the Eagles roll this week. Um, See, I, I think it's hard to say the Eagles ever roll. Um, but I just think the Bears are in a... I mean, obviously, it's a revenge game for the Bears from last year. I don't know how much that plays into it. The Eagles look good last week against a team that has no offense. So, and the Bears have little offense. I mean, their offense isn't great. I think the Eagles win probably by more than the five and a half. Um, but it just, you know, I don't know what the weather's going. I guess the weather will be okay on Sunday. Uh, I would not play the Bears. I'll put no. it that way. And this again, let's face it. If the Eagles lose this game, and we'll talk about, you know, we did. If they lose this game, then shame on them. You, you, yeah. you, cannot, you cannot lose, this, lose game. this. There are certain games in their schedule that they cannot lose, and this is one of them. And But, you know, we'll see. All right, uh, so that's our look at football this week as we uh, go to wrap things up here. Um, World Series, as we mentioned earlier, is being played this uh, game seven tonight. Um the Phillies, let's start with that. The Phillies, I thought Gabe Kapler had about as good a press conference for you mean Joe. Or, I'm sorry. Well, Gabe did too two years ago. I thought Joe Girardi. Yeah. I'm just it's it's an instinct. It's, it's okay. like a, it's like trying to break Pavlov's dog of when he hears the bell. It's okay. Dinner. Um, Joe Girardi had as good an opening press conference as you could have. Well, you in expected this him to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, word coming today that Brian Price is the front runner to be the pitching or coach. They said. They said they're all going to go and talk with Rothschild, apparently. Yeah, but it's fascinating that it seems like Price has the inside track. Price did a really good job in Cincinnati for those years sure. before he became manager. Some guys are just naturally pitching coaches. Yeah, uh, He was not a good manager, but don't let that kind of dissuade you. He was a really good pitching coach in Arizona. He was there, a pretty good pitching coach, and obviously in Cincinnati. Hitting coach is going to be interesting. Um you know, as he starts to fill out the staff, because there's there's talk he may like go to like Bam Bam Mullins, uh, who used to be with the Giants. Um, you know, but it, it's going to be. I think there's a different attitude just because of the way Girardi has approached it. It's almost like the the Phillies. And by the way, kudos to the Phillies on the press conference of just having Matt Clentak and Girardi there yeah. and eliminating the distractions. But but it doesn't matter. Look, there's going to be excitement because it's Joe Girardi. It's like when you got Harper last year. There's, I mean, Harper was different because he's a player, but there's maximum excitement because he was the guy, him and Machado, mm-hmm. everybody wanted. Okay, so Madden and Girardi were pretty much the two guys that everybody wanted. Madden was gone. Um, yeah. There, there's, you know, let's see what happens when they start playing. Because I guarantee you if they're 10 and 15, People will be like, uh. well, and the rest of this offseason is about filling the holes, and the holes are in there's, the starting pitching two, staff, yeah, and the, a lot of holes. there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes, but if you're of the belief that a manager in baseball can only make so much, but 
can he win you four or five games a year as opposed to losing you four or five games a year? Mm-hmm. That can make all the difference in, you know, when you're, you're playing 162 games and maybe you're separated by two or three. I, I think the Phillies have to make the postseason next year. And it ain't going to be easy. No, it's not. I don't care what they do in the offseason. Depending upon what happens in Washington, who they sign, who they don't sign, where they win the night, where they don't win the night. Well, um, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, I mean, it's going to be fascinating because Rendon obviously is the is the star attraction out of Washington. Okay, well, let's uh, see if they win. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying, as a free agent, right? Rendon will be the um, maybe second behind Cole as far as interest in. If he becomes a free agent, that's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, I think them winning or losing might impact what they do or what he does. I, you know, it, it, it sure is Scherzer going to be back? He's getting. Up there, um, well, Strasburg also can opt out. Yeah, I don't maybe see that, but yeah, but I mean, they, they could have a different look. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Met, I don't know what the Mets are going to do, but they were a decent team the second half of the year. Yeah, um, and the Braves are the Braves, so the Phillies are going to have to figure out a way. You know, you, you got to figure you got to finish at least second. Yeah, I mean, maybe three teams out of the East get in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe is that asking mm-hmm. a lot? Look, uh, and. All right, so we'll move on from that, but I, I want to get into um, what happened on Tuesday night with baseball. And obviously, you know, it, look, it was the first really compelling watch of, of a game in this World Series. Every other game was kind of... What happened? Well, the Trey Turner play and, and the rules that called that interference, and Sam Holbrook, Sam Holbrook, by the letter of the law, may have been correct. Well, then stop. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Hold on. No, no. But I think that even that's up for dispute. I don't think so. Why? Because they showed it 150 times. And he even and Turner's like, foot's on the bag by the time. But when he's running, he's running it by the letter of the law. So where's the right-handed batter supposed to go? That's that, that's a whole different question. That's in, Then you got to change the rule. But if that's the way the rule is written, I don't agree with it. I, I, I don't agree with it, but... It's going to be one of those calls. I mean, you're looking at him. He's running a straight line. He didn't look like he was doing, but, you know, that's the way the rule is written. What, what made it stupid was that they took five minutes afterwards. Oh, yeah. To get, and, and Joe Torrey's sitting there, you know, with his head between his legs because that was the stupid part. And, they just and made by the, the way, call. I would love to hear what the reaction was with Pat Courtney and the MLB brass, the communications yeah. brass. If, if Fox, they, well, hold on. Fox has players mic'd up during the World Series. Yeah. And usually when you mic up a player, you don't really release the audio that makes the league look embarrassing, mm-hmm. like a, like an umpire fight. You know, if you remember the whole Terry Collins fight that, that the audio got, uh, the Terry Collins thing where the audio got out and, and baseball was had a cow over that. Yep. The fact that the Trey Turner audio of, look at Joe Torrey, he's sitting there. <laughs> it's all, like you yeah. said, the fact that audio got out, is another black eye for a sport that in this postseason just seems to be getting knocked around at every but, turn. Yeah, but they're they're going to have a game seven of World Series. It's going to be. I mean, there's there's always any. Yeah, it, now if the Washington had lost last night and that call had factored into it, I think it'd be a lot more whatever. Yeah, Anthony Rendon bailed them out. Well, they were up three two. I mean, they didn't have to score more runs, but Anthony hitting the two run homer. Yeah, made in it, the same inning, it kind made of five two. Sure. But it's just it's one of those plays, and there's a, there's every sport has these plays where there really isn't a right or wrong answer, 
And then if you go by how the, the, the rule is written, which is what Kirchin was trying to say, you know, that's the way the rule, I, I didn't write the rule. I, I you know, by, by, if I was looking at it, I would have said it's not a problem. That's, you know, it's a, it's ball. You got runners on second and third, whatever. But it's just, you, you, I can, you can see how the argument both ways could work. It's like a pass interference call. Right. You know, well, he, well, he hit him, no, he hit him first. Um, you, well, and this leads to a question that goes across really the three major sports in this country. I'll leave the NHL out because I don't, I follow the NHL, but I, I'm not a nightly, you know, how's Mick, you know, like how's like Kerry Sutherland doing kind of the image I have of NBA refs, NFL refs, and now baseball umpires is it's pretty bad right now that it seems like at least they're mistakes because we get to see everything blown up. But and, if the call last night was correct, why is it you, you, you're making well, it sound like he made a mistake on that play? Well, Gary, everybody's but, telling right, me he didn't. But but also look at if you watch game five, Gary Cedarstrom's strike zone was but Kevin wide and high. What makes you believe that every call in every game is going to be correct? Why do you assume? Do you that? think we almost have too no, much? No, no, hold no, on. No, do no. you almost think that we have too much technology that we now break everything down? Of course, you have down. too much technology. They show you every pitch. They show you where the pitch ended, but they never show you where it crossed the plate. But they show. All I'm saying is, if you watch a nine inning game of baseball or a football game or a basketball game, how many calls aren't going to be right? Right. But as soon as the one ain't right, you're going to say to me, "Well, see, Mike, they, you know, they, look, look at that guy. He he missed five balls and strikes, and it just happened. That three of them were against the Nats. Yeah, okay, I get it. Baseball has never been. I mean, I remember the World Series when Deckinger missed the call. Yeah. So if there had been replay, then the Cardinals would have won another World Series. The problem in today's society is they want every call to be right, mm-hmm. and that's why I think NFL officials are so screwed up because they're afraid to be wrong. Yeah. And so they're afraid to make a call. What was it played the other day with Tampa Bay, where where they blew the whistle? One guy, yeah, one, one guy blew the whistle. Out of how many officials are there in the game? Seven or eight. One guy blew the whistle, cost Tampa maybe cost Tampa Bay the game. And then Bruce Arians was right after the game. You know, he goes, "Yeah, how are you going to make a ref accountable if he misses a call? Does he get suspended? Does he get fined? Does he get kicked? I don't know." If an umpire misses a couple balls, don't you think they went after the game? And when they look and they review the game, and the umpire goes, "Oh man, I might have missed that," or "Oh God, I mean, of course." But what are you going to do about it? How are you going to change it? You're going to put a robot in. That's the only way that you're going to change it. Yeah, you so now they have to go to the tennis quest. Well, now they got an instant replay. But the instant replay last night, according to most of the experts that I heard, they got it right. The delay is the mistake. It, it, the most important thing to me is getting it right. I don't know if they got it right or not, well, but that's what they're being on the headphones for four and a half minutes for a play that was not reviewable because apparently they were, they were explaining to that. But baseball's entire brass is there. Shouldn't somebody I, I, know? I, I, but you're not going to run over to Joe Torre sitting in a field box and say, hey, Joe, that's why you have a guy in New York. That's the purpose of him being there. That's not Joe Torre. Joe Torre isn't going to uphold a protest or 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 say, that was a bad call, change it. Well, no, no, no. no. I'm not no, saying. you're saying. Joe I'm Torre saying, was sitting there. But Joe, the question was, could the Nationals protest? No, I think, but I think it was even more than well, that. I, th- I think but, they were Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, could but, the Nationals protest? And they but could have protested because it's a judgment call. But you're not going to run over to Joe Torrey and say, hey, Joe, can they protest? 
That's not but the point sh- of Joe Terry Ter- Ter- being there. But shouldn't somebody in baseball's brass know that rule and say, hey, look, guys, let's move it along because they no, can't protest that's anyway. that's why they went to the guy in New York. That's what he's set up there for. That's his job. It's not Joe Torrey's job. The guy in New York, we should point out, is Alan Porter, who was a Philadelphia guy. So, hey, But I'm just saying, they did it the way you're supposed to do it. It just looks stupid. I, I, I'll give you all that. You know, and, and, and but I'll guarantee you there's a rule in basketball. I guarantee you there's a rule in the NFL where the same well, thing could happen. And we would sit there and go, the, are you kidding me? The NBA has instituted coaches' challenges, too. Like, oh, one per game, and it's all, just awful. One per game is... But again... Because 30 years ago, we didn't see cameras like no. this. We didn't see... Now, everything, every play, it, it's like... Can you imagine trying to, like... And we talk about this during the NCAA tournament. The block charge thing. There's... It, it, you can watch a block charge three times. Sometimes. Not all block charges. Some of them, you can't tell. No, you can't. If you see it five times, you're like, hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I like instant replay because, to me... Here's the thing about instant it replay. Gets it right. No, no. Nobody cares about instant replay until you're the team that gets screwed. Yeah. Then they care. Then it's like, well, they should have had instant replay on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you think they'll change the rule before next year? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think they've had too many of these now with this instant. Okay. Then, then that's good then. Then something good will come of it. I can't wait to see what they write. <laughs> I think it'll just be if you, if a, it's almost going to be discretion of the umpire where if the runner goes out of his way to interfere. That'll be, that'll be nice. That'll be, that'll solve it's a lot It's better of than that random no, line. Saying, I mean, you're putting it totally in the umpire's hands and that will just lead to more of those five minute looking at the thing. Yep. All right, Mike. Yep. We'll see you next Tuesday. Election day, by the way. Okay. I know you're. Let's elect somebody. Let's elect somebody. We elect you to join us. Thanks for joining us on Working the Beat.